Christos Rastaesion. Christ is born. Glorified. And Mary stored up all these things as treasures in her heart. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Gospel and the readings for this Christmas Eve have been packed with prophecy, which comes to fulfillment in the birth of our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus Christ. So probably, if we were speculating, uh, the happiest man in heaven at the birth of Christ would not be only St. Joseph, but, of course, Isaiah, the prophet, who told us all these things. And, of course, like any prophet, what he was saying was questioned. But he told us many, many things about the Lord, about Our Lady. And the most telling things he told us was to call him Messiah, and Savior, and he would be named Jesus, Savior. So this Christmas Eve, I think a lot about uh, past Christmases and about the world and about the promises of our Lord. And you know, the older you get, the more important are the promises of our Lord, because the world is probably difficult to deal with each and every one of us. But the promises of the Lord are what we should concentrate on. The promise of the Lord is fulfilled in his birth because he comes to us of something unheard of, a God-man. In his birth, he is both Lord and God. He has a human nature from his mother and a divine nature from the Holy Trinity. In one person, but two, Personality, one personality with two natures. This is an unusual thing. I think he's the only one that way. Now, what does this mean? It means that mankind has suffered a victory. Mankind has now a hero. Mankind now has a victor. Mankind now is assured a future. For in the birth of this child, the promise is heaven is going to be given to us. I know in this group here, especially with the monks present, uh, they study the scriptures intensely. Some of them very intensely, others uh, according to their fashion, and they do a lot of reading from the fathers. And uh, they are 
themselves epitomes of the Christian message. The Christian message in its total is that, my brothers and sisters, that you are saved. And so when we are baptized and chrismated, we are baptized into the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord. But first there had to be a Lord. First there had to be that beautiful little child. And there had to be a virgin who would say yes. Because it was a fearful thing to be a mother and not wedded. And in the gospel it mentions that. She was, you know, engaged, we'll say, to Joseph, which gave him some property, some rights over her. But it was a, a shocking thing to learn that she had a baby under her heart. And Joseph pondered over these things as you see on the walls of our temple. And the angel came and told him, Joseph, do not be afraid. For what is in your Mary is of God. So I like to think so time when I look at the crib, and I look some pictures today. I don't know. No, I'm not only all the people there that I should be, uh, thinking we should be there adoring. The powers, the political powers, were not there. Uh, kings came from the east. We will talk about that tomorrow. The kings arrived in our liturgy on Christmas Day. But this evening, we talk about the little babe, the little baby. Now, nothing is more adorable, as far as I'm concerned, as a little child. And uh, they can be a handful. And every mother uh, wonders who the baby's going to look like. In this case, he, she looks, he looks like Our Lady because he didn't have a human father. And so his eyes, his hair, everything about him was from the human nature of Our, Our Lady. And she finally looked at him in wonderment. Joseph was worried about the whole thing. As far as the divine nature in Jesus Christ, he was always God, second person of Blessed Trinity. And now he comes down into, he leaves his high throne in heaven and comes down into a human body so that we have the hypostatic union. He is not so schizophrenic. He's one div person, divine and human. That's very important for you and I. As I said in my Christmas card, I think most of you got one. I hope I didn't miss you. I said, once Jesus is born, you have the potential of deification, which is the foundational theology of grace of the Eastern Catholic Churches. How did you get that foundation? Because the first man to be have that nature, who's both God and man, is Jesus Christ. 
So what he is by nature, you cannot be. But you can participate in that nature. And so I like to say, the primal sacrament of the church is Jesus Christ. And it was given to us on that first Christmas day. So that every Christ, every sacrament, is an action of the humanity of Christ, where he's sharing with us his sanctifying energies, his deifying energies. So actually, this is the birthday of your hope. We live in a troubled world. We've always lived in a troubled world. doesn't seem that, that any peace solution ever lasts too long because it's a dark place. But Christ comes to enlighten the world. And he enlightens himself, the world by his, who he is. He especially enlightens the world when he says you can overcome the darkness. And we overcome the darkness through the gospel, the word of God, but especially through baptism and chrismation. So on Christmas especially, we usually make a good confession and we prepare to receive the Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ in Holy Communion. In a few minutes, like when Jesus first appeared in the world, he will come down amongst us in the Holy Eucharist. Not only he, but the Father and the Son. And what he's bringing in his gift to you is your participation in the life and the life-giving trinity, only possible through him. Now, what can Christ do for us? The most important thing he can do for us is make us holy so that, like the prophecy of the pastoral epistles, you will be called God's. How can a man or a woman be called God? Because they share life with Christ, which is the life of grace, which is the deifying energies of the incarnation, which he brings from the Father and the Son in his nature and imparts to us, especially in the sacramental liturgy. So if you think about the sacraments, they are actually signs of God's love for us as he gives us a participation in his life of the great high priest. These sacraments are filled with energy, divine energy, energy that comes from God through his Son in part to us by the Holy Spirit. As Jesus himself was born of the Virgin because of the activity of the Holy Spirit, he is also born in each of us by that same deifying, grace-giving activity. So with the light of Christmas, with the hope of the great high priest, Jesus Christ, truly God and truly man, we rejoice. Everything is not darkness. Everything is not bad. There are lots of good people in the world. Everything all is called to light and life. 
in purity, in blessedness. Let us speak a minute or two about purity. In the early church, fathers emphasized the most important virtue is purity. And uh, that means of mind, heart, and body. Who had that? Jesus had that. And we are to imitate his life. And he contained divinity. And so he calls us to the holy table, whose body, blood, and soul, divinity, and the Holy Eucharist. And he says, take and eat. And he says in John, you will be partakers of the divine nature, the epistle. What a wonderful gift. Everything is not done. And Jesus says, even if you die, you live. What is the most important part of us? Well, you know, we can't do much without being able to move. And we can't work and create beautiful things. God doesn't have to work. He wills things and they happen. His work is a grace he sends to us in our creation, in our deification. But we have to overcome the fact that our ancient parents had fallen. The Holy Father, this very Holy Father, God the Father knew of that. He was not happy with that. He wanted to save us from ourselves. And he sent the one he loved the most, his son, to the earth to sanctify us and redeem us from this fall. So our body is a problem to us because it's a fallen body. Adam and Eve did not have fallen bodies. They became fallen. But Jesus Christ wants us to have a glorified body. So even if we die, and we surely will, most of us, maybe some will be alive at the second coming. I don't know if I want to be there. It might be a little traumatic. We will rise up again in the glory more beautiful than Adam and Eve. Just like the holy infant. A human being more beautiful than Adam and Eve. A human being whose touch healed and sanctified. A human being who revealed, revealed his mind to us in the sacred scriptures. A human being who embraces us in every Eucharistic celebration. This is probably the greatest gift that ever can be given at Christmas time is receiving the Holy Eucharist. This evening is a bright service of light. The priest is wearing gold. There's light, extra lights in the temple. Chalice and everything is beautiful and shiny. 
and into that shining like it was the wound of a virgin comes the infant Savior under the forms of bread and wine. All of him is there from the moment he was incarnate through the gifts of the Father and the gift of the Holy Spirit and Our Lady's yes. And from that point onward, every action he performed was a saving action for us. And the culmination, of course, is always in the resurrection. So without this glorious baby, without this beautiful holy body of the Lord, there would not be salvation. But you are Christians, and you are saved. And you proclaim to the world that Christ is born. He glorifies us, he sanctifies us, and he gives us feasts like Christmas. Somebody said to me one time, he said, well, what is the epitome? That means the highest point in development of the Catholic faith. It always has to be the Eucharist. So all those mysteries are contained in the form of bread and wine in the Holy Chalice. The Eucharist has to be the epitome of the life of the priest. It has to be the one saving food of every baptized Christian. It has to be the one true gift given at Christmas through the resurrection. I contemplate this evening the wonders of Christmas. The wonders of Christmas is the birth of the Lord who promises us eternal life which begins on earth when he is born. And as we receive that same adorable child in the Holy Eucharist, a fully mature man, Body, blood, soul, divinity, sitting at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and coming down again and being reborn by the blood and by his precious body in the Holy Eucharist. People will say to you, Well, what are Catholics? My answer to them is this Catholics are those who celebrate the Holy Eucharist and who are destined to heaven because Jesus Christ is their Lord. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.